Welcome to TCISD Talks, a podcast where we dive into the heart of Texas City Independent School District. Join us as we journey through insightful conversations, celebrate achievements, and explore innovative ideas that shape our school district. So whether you're a parent, a student, an educator, or simply someone who cares about the power of education, get ready to dive into the stories that make TCISD shine. Get ready to be inspired, informed, and engaged, because TCISD Talks starts now. Hey there, TCISD Talks listeners. I'm Clarissa Silva. And I'm Melissa Tortorisi. Today, we're diving into the world of FFA. And for those of you who don't know what that means, that's Future Farmers of America. And we've got special guests in the studio today, FFA advisor and ag teacher, Nikki Ashcraft, and Tech City High School students, Kaysen and Cole Perez. They, welcome, guys. We're glad y'all are here. Yeah. yeah we're so, excited to be here. So we want to talk about the kind of purpose and impact of FFA and kind of those exciting preparations are the they're going on. Y'all have got fair season coming up. So um, I guess first off, because we're going to get to that, because we want to hear about fair season, because that's a really big thing for y'all. But tell us, Ms. Ashcraft, about kind of the mission and purpose of FFA and um, kind of what it does for the leadership and personal growth for our students. Sure. So we're ultimately a leadership program, and we are out to help the community and those around us. And so we're a lot more than just um, showing livestock and doing things like that. We're here to help the community and um, make our students know the worth of helping others and becoming leaders and through raising livestock helps them learn lots of responsibility and things like that. So tell us about some of you said you know I think a lot of people they think FFA and they think the showing animals and everything mm-hmm. else but tell us a little bit more about those other diverse opportunities that are out there as part of the program for kids to do. So we have currently leadership activities going on in the fall and um, that students can compete and they do presentations and they present different things about agriculture and they take tests and they do all that kind of good stuff so they don't have to deal with livestock if they don't want to. We get together in the spring and we do activities such as judging contests and the kids also do our dog spa stuff in class and we do floral arranging for the community. We do different kinds of drives when when it's needed. Um, we just kind of dabble in a lot of things. So, I mean, if there's a need, we try to jump in and help anytime we can. Definitely. FFA is a great organization, and, and you know, I've witnessed you guys doing so many great things for the community, and um, it's a true asset to to our school district. Okay, so, guys, I want to hear from, from you. Um, talk about your personal experiences with FFA, like why you wanted to get involved, and how that's impacted your life being being involved. Um, well, our family has been our family has been doing it for a while now, um, and it's like kind of been something that you that we've grown up around, and it was just really interesting from the beginning because you see all these big animals and you're like wondering about like how like you know just like you see them and you like think like I would want to do that just because mm-hmm. you know, like experience that, but. Um, I think that it's like how I got into it is just watching my brother show constantly and it just it looked like something that was really cool and really cool for that I wanted to do so um, that's how I got started into it and I got started in the cattle just because our family had already been doing it a while Mm -hmm. so it was just something that easier to go into rather than something that we hadn't done before. Great. So what about you, Cole? How'd you, why'd you get involved in FFA and, and the part of it? Just like the same thing he said, but whenever Hayden was doing it, whenever he was younger, I liked it a lot. Just watching it, I just liked it. Just 
from what I've seen. So whenever you came along and you're in middle school and then you go to high school, so then whenever you actually can do it, it was really fun actually starting to do it and grew on me and I like it now a lot. Have you always done cattle or did you start small and then build up? Or? Well, our parents did, um, like my mom, she did pigs um, and I think she did chickens and then my dad, he's always done cattle. I mean, that's just always something that he's done. And so Hayden kind of got started into cattle and he's found a love for it. I mean, he's teaching ag right now, so, um, but it's... It's really, like, along with, like, showing, it teaches you a lot about, like, just, like, responsibilities and mm-hmm. learning and knowing how to be there and, like, actually take responsibility for something other than, like, your regular stuff that you have to take care of. Um, I think it teaches you hard work and, like, the things that you really need to succeed in this world. And it's a big commitment. I mean, you know, sometimes people have seasons of things, but you guys are doing this around the clock. Like, it's holidays, and you don't have a day off because your animals have to be fed, and they have to be, their pen needs to be cleaned out, and Mm -hmm. it's a big commitment. It's an everyday thing, and um, some people don't realize that going into it, but after that, after they realize that, you know, it's an everyday thing, and some things are going to have to be cut short just because you have to worry about your animal and how they need to be taken care of, especially themselves and, like, grooming them and cleaning them and cleaning their stalls and stuff like that because if it were me and you you, we wouldn't want to go to home and have it all messy so right you don't want them to have it the same way so yeah you got to take care of their space um so we said it's a year-round thing but kind of the the time we're entering right now is you know a lot of times people understand it's fair season galveston county fair and rodeo is coming up you've got rodeo and everything else so tell us a little bit about what you're doing now to get ready for these competitions where you do go out and show your animals and you know and there's a goal to this isn't there so right now we have majors and like you said we're we're gonna have um, Galveston County Fair, but majors are basically just a, the the state puts on like it's within your state, and they put on a big show. You know, a whole bunch of people come all from all around the state, and like we get ready for those by just keeping our animals well maintained and constantly working their hair, especially if you're taking them to Fort Worth. And I mean, you just get them show ready, feed them the right things, keep them on a consistent basis of what you need to keep doing to get them ready to be able to to be able to look their best at that show. So what's y'all's ultimate goal when y'all go to these shows? What what are y'all like hoping happens while you're there with your animals? Well, I mean, everybody wants to win, but <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, everybody wants to win. And I think that it's, you look at it and you're like, you know, I want to win. Um, but a lot more of it is like you seeing yourself winning and just like experiencing that be, like because you share that experience with a whole bunch of people. I mean, it wasn't just you who made that possible. There was so many people along the way that made that possible. So I think that you, like, winning, like, you, when you see that you've won and you see the people around you, it just, it just, like, gives you another perspective on how to treat things. There's people there that without them, it wouldn't be possible. Right. I mean, that's a family commitment for your whole family to be mm-hmm. involved because, in. Because, like, we'll go to, like, family events, and sometimes they'll just have to be, like, we'll just have to go to the barn because something won't happen. Right. But. And it's a big commitment for FFA advisors, too. Yes, it is. But the good thing is, is we all become such a family mm-hmm. through this whole deal. Like, I went to high school with his parents, and so they met in ag class, and here we are, kids later. And <laughs> <laughs> So, I mean, you know, we've grown up through the years together and we go to these shows and we spend days and hours and, you know, and we just have a great time together. And so, you know, we're building those relationships and we're, you know, watching these kids grow up and go out and do great things. And we have these great memories of spending 
spend the time at the stock shows. And yes, our ultimate goal is we love to win. We love to get the money so that we can either buy an animal for the next year or put it in the bank for college or whatever mm-hmm. the kids, you know, would like to do with it. So um, we try to do whatever we can to enter these kids in contests that would help make them available for scholarships or you know, the end goal is really just making them successful kids so they can go out to college and they can branch out in college and know how to network and do things there too. So it just doesn't stop here because when they go show at these different county fairs, majors, they meet a bunch of other kids, they meet other ag advisors. So those are great assets for them to have when they go out into the world because they already have a whole network right there in the ag world for them to be able to fall back on. So I think going to these shows is really important, not just for the animal aspect of it, but getting to know people and um, just that whole networking deal and making friends and that will last a lifetime that's really. great and then you don't have to have your own barn no like we have facilities tell mm-hmm. us about the facilities and talk about how we're getting new facilities yeah new ones yes so our barn that we currently have was built in the golden year of 1978 <laughs> okay um so it's been a phenomenal barn and it was really one of the premier barns in the state of texas when it was first built because it was one of the first barns in the state and a lot of barns wow. that we had were modeled after that barn um so it's really been a great facility that we've had and we've been very lucky to have that facility for all these years and um, I think the district's done a really great job of keeping that facility up so that our kids can show these animals and be able to house have a great place to house for all 46 years that we've had it and thankfully the um district just did a bond that passed and we will be getting a new facility and I believe it's slated to open around October 2025. That's so exciting. yeah, yeah, that we're in the really process exciting. of planning that and working with the architects right now. And it's super exciting to be able to network with our surrounding districts and, you know, see what would work for our kids and think about growth for the future because now we have Lamarck that is added an, S- an FFA. So we have a fantastic ag teacher over there, Ms. Himes. She's wonderful. So we see that, you know, is incorporating both ag chapters together and housing them at the barn. So I think it's going to be a really super good deal of building onto our program and That's great. yeah creating that great partnership so we're yeah. super excited well, and about hopefully that. that'll generate some more interest too in the program yeah absolutely so what are y'all thinking about the fact that you know y'all, y'all are kind of in the the older barn right now and it's doing great things but there's you know down the road you're going to have a brand new barn to to bring your animals to and raise them yeah i mean a new barn is nice but for the old barn i like it so much it's hard to get rid of it that's <laughs> been your home been, since you yeah. were a little bitty yeah so it's real hard, but I'm excited for the new barn to see how it hopefully it'll bring a lot of people to it. And I think that we've seen a lot more people be interested in FFA. And, I mean, that goes back to people talking to other people and meeting new people because, like, they heard from their friends that they're doing this and they get to do, they get to show. So we've really seen a lot of, like, increase in goats and lambs and pigs. Um, I think that's one of also the biggest reasons why this new barn will be a big help um, for our chapter, just because I, a lot of kids, a lot more kids are being interested in showing. So I think that it'll be a really good thing for the chapter and um, for the kids. Yeah, because we're running out of room in ours. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Need more space. We That's do, great. we do. Yeah, that we had to tell people this year that we couldn't take some people because, I mean, it just, they, everything was filled up. Well, you know, that's kind of a catch-22 where, you know, you want to grow your program, but, you know, you don't have the space, but in the future we'll be able to 
grow it even more. But yeah. you guys have a solid group. And um, like you mentioned earlier, Miss Ashcroft, that you don't have to have to just raise animals to be an FFA. There's all kinds of other programs. So what would you say to somebody who, let's say, incoming, you know, eighth grader who's going to be a freshman next year? How, what, how would you encourage them to give FFA a, a look for, a, for an activity to belong to? I think that I would tell them, I mean, there's so many possibilities of things that you could do. I mean, we have in FFA, you could do like you could do competitions based off of your own talent. So just expressing themselves in that way, I think, opens a lot of kids' minds to what they're able to do. And I mean, it shows kids what they're really able to do and how that like they're able to work together with other people. And I mean, there's just so many things that they could do. So I think the possibilities are really endless. I think uh, that's where I would start. I would start at like competitions and stuff like that, just to get your toes in the water and just to see if you like it or not. And if you don't like it, I mean, that's fine. You don't have to do it. But then if you want to do like livestock, then uh, I'd probably start with a pig or a goat, something little, and then you can grow up into a cattle. And then even you've got the, um, the sh- uh, shooting team, the sporting mm-hmm. clays yes. and trap. That draws a whole another um, interest level for people who, who like to do um, that sports activity. So Yeah, it's a great stuff. one. Miss Richards has done a great job building that program and um, there's a they shoot with Houston Livestock Show and Rodeo, San Antonio uh, Stock Show and Rodeo. Um, they try to put on shoots sometimes in the fall. Um, but yeah, there's I think about 20 kids it was, shooting yeah. team it now, was a, so. a shoot. I was a shooting team mom. My son yeah. did it, and it was so much fun. I yeah. lo- I had no idea how much fun those competitions were, but yeah. it's it's fun to, to watch and um, see how competitive everybody is. Yeah, and, and the good thing is, is we have the shooting range here in town right. also. So, I mean, Andre's done a great job of helping that team out there get, um, you know, whatever they need as far as the facilities go. So it's been been really great because I think we're very fortunate in Texas City to be able to have our own barn that we can house our animals in. We have a shooting range that most other communities around us don't have. Mm -hmm. They have to come to our facility. Um, So right here in Texas City, we have so much for our students that they have so many opportunities that are um, there for them and um, a great community base so that, you know, our kids are so supported. That's great. Yeah. Okay, so you mentioned your brother, Hayden, who went through FFA here, and he's now teaching. What about you guys? You guys interested in a career in agriculture? Um, Yeah, there's, that's, that's, for me, that's no doubt. Um, I'm hoping to go along that path of being an ag teacher. Um, I just think that, I mean, I fell in love with it, like, since day one. It's just captured my mind, and um, it literally, it teaches you so much about not only yourself, but what you're, you're able to do as a person. And, I mean, teach you about hard work, dedication, because, I mean, at the end of the day, you have to be dedicated to what you're doing, and mm-hmm. hard work plays into all of that. Uh, I definitely, I wanted to, I would love just to do cattle, that's it, but, mm-hmm. like, my dad has a, a piece of property, like, that's what I would do, I'd rather just work there and have cattle, but I think I'm going to do a little bit into sports med, but mm-hmm. I think that's what I'm going to do, and then I'm going to have a ranch, and then sell cattle. That's awesome. So Ms. Ashcraft, how many of your kids do you think, is there a high percentage of kids who turn their experience from FFA into into careers? You know, here in the last few years, it 
they really have been going out and, um, you know, I've had quite a few kids end up going in the vet industry, being um, uh, vet techs, and uh, my daughter's graduating this year, and she'll be studying agriculture economics at Mm -hmm. A&M. We've got more kids who have been accepted to college in the animal science route to either go the vet route. Um, So we are finding that we've got more kids who are taking that ag route, and, you know, I, I love that they are thinking, you know, veterinary, animal science, ag business, and that whole area. So yeah, we're seeing a lot more growth in that. So That's it's pretty awesome. exciting. That is exciting. That is really good. Yeah. So kind of what are those future, do we have any, like, you mentioned Lamarck. That's mm-hmm. a big thing that yeah, we have yeah. Lamarck coming on as, um, as an FFA chapter. Um, Cause I know, you know, it's that interest is spreading through the district. Mm-hmm. So tell us a little bit about that. You mentioned the teacher over there. What are the, do you know the plans that are happening um, at Lamarck and kind of ha- where they they're coming in? Yeah, so Miss Himes is working this year to actually get their program, their FFA chapter chartered. So that's really the first step in making their club official. So she's working with Texas FFA to get that program chartered. So she's um, started with showing the kids how to elect officers and go through that whole process. Um, she's got some kids already who are interested in showing some animals. She actually has one student that's showing for 4-H, and I actually had a conversation with her yesterday, and she said she's looking forward to being in our barn next year and showing in her FFA. Awesome. So that's exciting to have you know a student who's already active through 4-H that is looking forward to changing into her FFA program. Um, so right now it's just the very basics of getting started and she's been going with us to our competitions in the fall and in the spring so that she could see how we do things and um, that way she can kind of fit what she's seeing and make it into how Lamarck would work best for Lamarck and get more kids involved and um, I think she's got a pretty good base of kids over there who are looking to get involved and um, I think she'll do a really great job getting those kids in the leadership competitions and in the judging competitions. Um, She's a go-getter and she's really going to do a great job with that program over there. I'm super excited for her. That's exciting. That is exciting. Yeah. So is there anything we didn't ask y'all about that you're just like, you know, let's make sure people know about FFA and, you know, showing animals or all of the other activities that are available? Anything you got? I think that the community just needs to know that we start this in the third grade and eight years old. So these kids can start really young. And we have a great group of junior FFA kids who start out young. Like, you know, the quads have been here since, well, since they were born. But, you know, they started (laughs) showing animals, you know, third grade, eight years old. Both my kids started third grade, eight years old. So these kids are growing up 10 years in this program. So they are getting a whole bunch of opportunities. And, of course, we have these kids for all those 10 years. So Mm -hmm. it's really cool for us as teachers to be able to see them grow those 10 years. Um, That's got to be one of the only programs, the longest impact the teacher can have. That's amazing. I never thought about it like that. Yeah, it's really cool to have the kids for so many years. And, you know, like they really become like they're our kids because, I mean, our families are so integrated together that, you know, we just stay friends for so long, and um, so it's it's really a neat thing, and there's just a lot. Now, there's not as much as far as the competitions for the younger kids. They have to wait till they get in high school, but they can definitely start showing livestock when they're younger. Um, but then the competitions really start when they get into high school, but at least they have that preview of mm-hmm. being able to watch the older kids and see what they're doing mm-hmm. and to be able to get into it. But when we have any kind of toy drives or food drives or anything like that, we have put on our prospect shows at the fair, they're welcome to come out and help the big kids in the show ring and, you know, hand out prizes or 
you know, just really get that sense of belonging Mm -hmm. and being grown up and getting to do grown up things. So we try to involve them as much stuff as we can so that they, you know, are, you know, just ready to go by the time to get to high school because we really try to get them involved as much as we can with every aspect of FFA. So like you said, don't have to wait till high school. You can come in at elementary school. So if anybody is interested in finding out more about FFA, Ms. Ashcraft, would they can they email you? They call can. You? They can email me at aashcraft at tcisd.org. Um, they're welcome to call me um, at school. They can just call the high school and call me. But email is probably the easiest way to get a hold of me. I can return it pretty quick, most any time. So. Awesome. Thank you all so much for being here. It's yes. such good information to have and share with our families and our kids. Um, and like you said, the, the program's growing. We want to keep it growing. So um, once that new barn's here, we'll have to get it filled. Yes, so yes. I don't, think, just, I don't think that's going to be a problem. Yeah, I think it will be. No, no probably really not. I do not no. think that's going to be a problem. No, <laughs> I think it'll be good. All right. Thank you, guys. Thank you all. That wraps up another episode of TCISD Talks, your window into Texas City ISD. We hope you've enjoyed this episode and gained valuable tips and perspectives. TCISD Talks is brought to you by the dedicated team in the Texas City ISD Communications Department, committed to keeping you connected and informed. Be sure to tune into our next episode, where we'll continue to explore the stories, ideas, and advice that shape the learning journey for our students, parents, and educators. Thanks for joining us on TCISD Talks. For more updates and news, visit our website at www.tcisd.org and connect with us on social media. Until next time, remember, together we succeed.